0: Hey, it's Sean Mooney. I may no longer be in the event center, but if I was, I'd be talking about our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. All right, boys, let's get to it. Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following
1: podcast is scheduled for one episode.
0: And is our Vantage Point the Retro Wrestling Podcast? Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point.
2: Fans, and welcome to our vantage point the Retro Wrestling Podcast. This is our Wrestlemania special, isn't it, Quinn? Wow, we're here. We have made it. We are just days away from Wrestlemania, and in the spirit of Wrestlemania, we decided we would talk about uh, some better times, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> better than this year. Better yeah. than this year. Folks, of course, I am Joe Morata. This is Mr. Michael Quinn. How you doing, Quinn? Howdy duty. Howdy duty, Folks, we are joined today, believe it or not, with the Smark sensation from saskatchewan wow (laughs) one the only scott keith how you doing scott uh Sensational, I
3: guess.
2: <laughs> He's going to have to have sensational Sherry, man. Yeah, that'd be a great yeah. pairing. What do you yeah. think of that? Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> a little late now, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah.
2: Scott, thanks so much, of course, for being with us here for another big event. Appreciate it.
3: You're quite welcome. I'm like the Roman Reigns of the, of the podcast now, right? <laughs> you
2: pushing me. Hey, Scott Keith equals ratings. That's what I understand. <laughs> These are our
3: best ratings
2: all year. It's the Wrestlemania
1: That's episode right. on
3: top That's of it. right. And we're,
2: Scott,
1: we're, we're doubling down. <laughs>
3: Okay, well, I'm definitely not the Roman Reigns, then. I no, think that's yeah. the case.
1: So, yeah, okay. well, you're getting ratings, so... You're Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. You go. I'll take that.
2: <laughs> All right, so folks, uh, we are here not to talk about every single wrestlemania because that would just take uh, about three years
1: yeah (laughs) we We don't
2: have time for that however we will be reminiscing about some of the wrestlemanias from wrestling's past but before we do that i would like to remind you of a few things you can obviously check out our normal monday podcast our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast yes episode number 25 will be coming out monday the day after wrestlemania wow uh, wow yeah. um you can also reach us on twitter at ovppodcast you yep. can also email us at ovppodcast at gmail.com Quinn, we get emails did you know that yeah we do we're and we email. like to answer the emails so please keep them coming yep and quinn i understand we have some other
1: web presence somewhere else where else are we oh well we're also on itunes mm. uh where you can leave a review it helps get the show known it so does yeah like to do that you can you can go on google play music stitcher yep. uh blueberry <laughs> fm player all that nonsense yeah all that
2: nonsense i think we have a web domain or
1: something yes too. and we do have a web domain it's called ovppodcast.com and right. you can get all the links and yep. all the stuff i just talked about right over there perfect and scott
3: where can people find you? Oh, I have a MySpace. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> just you, oh no, no, I'm just kidding. Damn. Uh, there, of course, everybody can find me at blogofdoom.com, yes. my, my home base. Uh, I'm also available here and there at rspwfaq.net, my secondary site. And, uh, and, of course, I, I'm also ready for the as well. Perfect. Uh, I actually have a piece coming out uh, this week with WrestleMania, uh, seven WrestleMania matches that were teased, but never delivered. Ooh, so that should be up. By that the time sounds like reason. an interesting
2: read. Scott. That sounds like a very interesting read. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, I think we should delve into WrestleMania now. WrestleMania. It is the showcase of the immortals. What is this WrestleMania? You <laughs> it speak is of? the Super Bowl of Wrestling. It's bigger than the Rolling Stones. According to Jesse the Body. <laughs> it's yes. bigger than the World Series. It is where legends are made. And before WrestleMania, the myth goes, wrestling was in smoky bars <laughs> and you know a fat man smoked cigars and they punched each other. Yeah. Scott, when WrestleMania got started in 1985. Was it really as uh, revolutionary as the WWE makes it out to be? What's the real story here
3: about all this? Well, I mean, there was this other show you may have heard of before called Starcade. (laughs) that was around two years before WrestleMania. So, I mean, there is a certain amount of stretching the truth involved (laughs) on Vince McMahon's part.
1: Yes, there is.
3: Yeah, especially with the smoky bars thing, you know, where where, where wrestling was in tiny smoky bars for hundred people, except of course for the Shea Stadium sold that, <laughs> yeah. that sold like fifty thousand tickets. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. In nineteen eighty, you know,
3: like, yeah, definitely,
2: okay. yeah, yeah. And I believe they also had one in seventy two, if
1: I'm not mistaken.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I mean, Vince McMahon's interpretation of this is like they were still in like carny tents or something yeah. <laughs> like before yeah.
3: this, like William Regal doing like you know uh, you know matches with Toughman and stuff like yeah. that,
2: right? <laughs> Hookers and and uh, shooters and (laughs) and bears and the the fat guy the local fat guy yeah (laughs) biggest man in town but i guess scott what did make wrestlemania different let's give wb some credit what did make it different from what was going on at the
3: time uh definitely i I think the the celebrity involvement was the main thing that was the it was was the first show that was really like a a mainstream success right It it was kind of built off you know the the war to settle the score Things think that on MTV, but WrestleMania really ramped up the event portion of it to the maximum because before it was like host show is coming to your, your local market and going for the, you know, for one night or whatever. But this was the first one where they really did widespread closed circuit availability of it It really made it into kind of like a national news event.
1: Scott, would you say uh, Starcade 83 did anywhere near the kind of business the first WrestleMania did? Or I mean, we weren't there at the time
3: me and Joe, but... Starkey was a very it was very much more a local phenomenon. It did very big business closed circuit kind of in the South, but uh, it wasn't something where it got any kind of national attention or if you were like a fan in Washington or whatever that you were going to have any kind of
2: serious exposure to it. That makes sense. One thing the first WrestleMania was notable for, like Scott mentioned, folks, was The celebrities Uh, You had Relevant people Which is very strange uh, To think about But you had someone (laughs) like Yeah The recently retired And very much You know um, Well known Muhammad Ali Yeah Was there That's huge You had Billy Martin Who was a manager For the Yankees Mm -hmm. You had obviously Cindy Lauper So it was stacked In terms of celebrities I I always Don't forget Liberace (laughs) Liberace (laughs) How could I forget Liberace? I pity the fool. But, you know, I always found it interesting. And maybe, Scott, I don't know if you'll share this uh, sentiment or Quinn or not, but they had run MSG, obviously, on like a monthly basis at that point. And if you look at the show just from an aesthetic point of view, it's shot and feels like a house show with, you know, higher caliber matches. And I always find that odd in retrospect, looking back. This was their biggest show they had ever done, and it looks like a house show from two weeks earlier. Yep.
3: So, yeah, a lot of that was because they were still kind of cultivating the relationship with NBC. Dick Eversol was actually really, really, really important in the overhauling the look of TV shows. Like, uh, up until then, it was. Everything basically was shot like like a house show, and Eversol and the Saturday Night's Main Event people kind of came in and, and convinced Vince McMahon that he needed to go bigger even with it. So, like, up until then, the uh, the tapings for superstars or whatever the shows were, were called in the different markets. Sure, championship wrestling, yep. Yeah, championship wrestling, yeah, exactly. They were, they, they were shot in smaller TV studios, basically. And it was really Ebersol and the Saturday Night's Main Event people who came in and persuaded them to start shooting in an arena every week to make it look like, you know, this, this is the, the big time, right? Like, even mm. our weekly TV shows done in 16,000-seat arenas all the time, so it was, that was actually a really important visual upgrade that they did, and uh, it's you could tell even as as you get to WrestleMania two and WrestleMania three, then that it's a huge change in the presentation then overall for the product.
1: Oh yeah, most definitely, Scott. Would you say there was resistance from Vince at the time to change the way it was filmed? Because I don't know, it's Vince seems like he'd be one to embrace that at least in the eighties.
3: I don't know because the thing with Vince is that he was one of the the few promoters who was smart enough to take every cent that he he made from these, the shows that he was doing and invest them back into the business. I mean, what, one thing you could say about, you know, guys like Jim Crockett and Vern Ganya is that they would make the money, but then they would spend it as fast as they could make it huh. uh, on themselves, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, like Vince was a guy. He was driven, right? He, he made $5 on a show. That $5 was put back onto improving the visual presentation. So, I, I think Vince was probably, you know, all for it he knew what he had to do to upgrade the look and make himself look like like big-time and everybody else look like small-time. Mm-hmm.
2: You, you know, that's interesting. Speaking of money and speaking of investing money back into things, uh, another one of the WWE's company lines is that WrestleMania was a huge gamble. And what I want to know, Scott, because I actually don't know too much about that, was it a big financial gamble? And if it was, how so?
3: They would have lost money, but I mean... The whole idea of, like, the company was going to go under it was very understated. Right. Dave Meltzer went into it, a lot of detail of it in the Observers at the time that I was uh, I was covering on the website. And basically it was, you know, yeah, it's it would be rough for a while. Uh, they'd be running in the red, and they'd probably have to scale down the business to a large degree. But it's not like WrestleMania was going to kill them if it didn't go off and i mean it really was a close thing though i mean like they had a huge amount of walk-up business on the closed circuit areas in order to make money on those like it was looking they were selling like two or three thousand tickets per location uh up until about the day of the show but then all of a sudden they had these giant massive sellouts of all the closed circuit locations and to make the money off of it but i mean yeah vince vince was sweating like up until the day of the show like he was sweating
1: scott i, I actually have always wondered too another thing about those closed circuit locations was it Expensive for them to reserve out all those closer. I, I I imagine that that was the majority of the investment because, of course, they'd run house shows at MSG all the time, and to the MSG people, this was just another show. I would assume just every day.
3: Yeah, pretty much. And the and yeah, renting out the closer locations was not a small amount of money because they would rent out basically like you know the the full arenas for these people, So yeah, it was uh, there was a lot of money that that Vince had tied up in that for sure.
2: And I, I suppose not to mention paying the celebrities and, and getting an ROI on them, you know, some kind of return. Exactly. Yeah.
3: We're, I mean, you know, nobody's nobody's saying that it wasn't like a huge risk and a huge investment on Vince's part. But I think I think it's, you know, Vince obviously does overstate the case a little bit in history where where the company was going to go wonder if WrestleMania wasn't a success, because clearly that wasn't the case. I mean, if he had that much money to sink into it in the first place, I mean, like, you know, he's not going to bankrupt the company on one show.
1: I, I've I've heard Vince go so far and I don't even remember what sp- I've watched so many documentaries on this but I've heard Vince say that him and Linda were literally counting the returns the night of it was that dire and when they went they went in the black it was all of a sudden it was celebration party time you
3: know? yeah Yeah. Well, I don't know about that but yeah. uh... Exactly. That that, that does seem... Vince has lied in the past about a couple of things. No! (laughs) Yeah, I know,
2: I know. He's an honest man. (laughs) So, Wrestlemania folks, obviously... At its uh, genesis there was basically what we talked about. It was filled with celebrities. It still is, and it has been on and off over the years. One thing I think that's happened, Scott, and and you folks at home, and Quinn, too, over the last, uh, I want to say, maybe 10 years or so, maybe more, but definitely over the last decade, is that WrestleMania went from being the show... That featured your hotly anticipated main events and, and other matches, right? Uh-huh. To almost selling itself and becoming more of a spectacle, more of what they've always said, the Super Bowl of wrestling, where it's going to sell itself on its name to whatever degree, but it's still going to sell itself on its name, not the main event, not the celebrity involvement. Scott, what do you make of that whole situation? Do you think it's a good thing that WrestleMania is now maybe the main selling point
3: of WrestleMania? That's a weird cyclical thing because uh, the early shows were you know had the big main event and then a whole lot of nothing on the undercard. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then like we went through a period where Vince was like was like oh shit I got to try now and I gotta I gotta actually get people to buy this show. And, uh, you know, and then you have the, the, the hot shows up and down from WrestleMania 14 to like 20 or so. Yep. And then, and then yeah, now we've come to the period where, yeah, WrestleMania basically is its own entity. And now it's to the point where he doesn't even have to sell him on pay-per-view because he's got the same 1.5 million people watching on the network mm-hmm. every month anyway. So, you know, who cares, right? Like, yeah. right. So, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. So now it's kind of gone back that way again where you got like the one match. Goldberg or Brock Lesnar, and then it's just like, well, okay, whatever. Then we'll say pick names that I've had. AJ Styles and Shane McMahon. There we go. There's yeah, a match. Yeah. That don't right. Know, right?
1: I mean, Scott, I, if I was to throw my two cents in there, I honestly feel it takes away from it. I know maybe they don't want to hear that, but <laughs> it, at this point, it just feels like it could be any other pay-per-view. It feels like SummerSlam could rival it in importance because of the fact that they just sell it on its name now, you know?
3: Yeah. Except that WrestleMania is, of course, seven hours long. But I mean, it, um, yeah, it, is, it does feel it's like it's yeah. like any other pay-per-view except three of them at the same time.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> true. It really is true. I, I had, you know, just I was talking to Joe today, actually, and this was just us shooting stuff around. And I, I was saying, I wonder if it would ever come to the point where they would um, air it on the networks like the Super Bowl and sell it off the ads. You, you mean know. the? You mean over-the-air networks like an NBC? Right. You know, like if it went on NBC and it was like the Super Bowl, where it was sold to advertisers.
3: Advertising money was is just. Is shit for wrestling. It just it would not make any financial sense for them to do that. And even for WrestleMania, you think? Even for WrestleMania, yeah. I don't think there would be, especially now. I mean, there's not not that much interest in from the mainstream in the product. I don't think. I mean, God, look at last how badly Saturday Hits Main Event did last time that it was on NBC. That's true. Fair point. It was like giant test pattern ratings on there, so. <laughs> Like, seriously, like it was, you know,
1: I did. I did in our conversation, though, I, I did say it would probably do so much better for the show overall if it was actually um, reined in a little bit by advertisers and actually made to not be 800 hours long. And, a filler. Yeah,
3: for for me, but I think I, I still think it was a gigantic mistake to take it off pay-per-view and put it on the network. I mean, I was perfectly willing to pay the, you know, 60 bucks or whatever it was to watch WrestleMania on pay-per-view. Instead of just getting it for free on the network, you know, it's like I I just I still don't understand that the giving the WrestleMania away for free strategy that they have there.
1: I personally believe the reason was is they couldn't sell the network
2: without WrestleMania. I think that's a very valid point, Quinn, and it's certainly I'll give I'll give them this Uh, (laughs) no matter what I think of Vince McMahon's product at any given time. If you're a wrestling fan and not a casual fan, but someone that actually likes to go back and watch old stuff. I mean, the network is the shit, and the fact that you get WrestleMania with that for free is great. However, I, I also get Scott's point that mm. if you're a wrestling fan and WrestleMania didn't come with the network, you'd probably still get the network, and you'd probably still pay the sixty bucks yeah. for WrestleMania. And I don't yeah. think
1: th- I don't think Vince would have even. I don't think he by choice put WrestleMania on the network.
3: You think it was? A I necessity? think it was.
1: I think it was the financial people and the marketing people told him. You know, you don't have a choice, really. Here,
3: I don't know. Though I feel you should have saved that card. You know, I just feel like put all eleven or fifteen or whatever other pay per views on the network every year, and then try it. And and like you know, if people really rebel against it, and the pay, the, you know, the buy rates really drop for WrestleMania, and they're not making the money on the network or whatever, then be like, okay, network's been around for two years. Now we're gonna, now we're going to give you WrestleMania for free on the <laughs> network, you yeah. know like you know instead of just being like from day one it's like a month you know after the network launch you get Wrestlemania for free on there and it's like okay well there we go that's you've, you've just played that card already and it's done right so now it's just a normal thing
1: and now that they played that card it seems like the genie's out of the bottle they could never oh, yeah. take Wrestlemania oh, off no. the network
3: the toothpaste is out of the tube absolutely <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's you can't put it back on there it's truly to the point now where I you know I wouldn't pay 60 bucks for a pay-per-view anymore now right like, No, you know why I get them all for for nine ninety nine a month nine Yeah. It's only 9.99. <laughs> only 9.99. Well, it's more Canadian, but I mean like, you know, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well down here, you know, we got the US dollar still going strong for now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of WrestleMania, I feel like we um we should very briefly touch upon this upcoming one. Okay. Very briefly because <laughs> I I'd, I would much rather talk about the retro, but I would like to do our fans a proper service and give them a little insight into what the three of us might think about wrestlemania uh sunshine i guess it is that's the <laughs> it's not really a number this year <laughs> uh i guess scott you're the guest let's start with you what do you really think of this card coming up
3: i'm just not interested in it at all it's really really weird like the the, the john cena miz stuff was really amusing on smackdown i thought yeah and like that's fine i guess it doesn't feel like a wrestlemania match oh um, yeah bray wyatt and randy orton are like burning down each other's houses and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is for the championship. Like, uh, yeah. what? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't, I don't know. Uh,
1: Scott, I have to say, I really feel like what a waste of John Cena. I, I know people will say it's a great program and all, but as far as marquee value, I don't under, I still don't understand why they didn't pull the trigger on Cena versus The Undertaker this year. I'm, I'm, I really don't get it.
3: I don't know. Yeah, Dave was on the radio show talking about it, and... His feeling is basically, well, you know, at, at least the Miz one gets, you know, the promos are going to be better, and Cena's actually going to have something to work with. True. But it's like, I, I don't know, but it just feels like, though, like, Cena's going out there and just making him look like a total geek who's, you know, who, who doesn't deserve to be in the ring with them, and mm-hmm. it's a comedy feud, and it's, it's, it's fine, it's, a, it's like a TV thing, but it's just, I don't know, it just does not feel like something that, it, it's, it was one of the backwards booking things, right? Where it's like, okay, well, we want to do this mixed match and have John Cena proposed to, to Nikki Bella. So here we're just going to, you know, two weeks beforehand, we'll, we'll build up this match that nobody wants to see. Right. right. Like it's, yeah.
1: I'm just, thinking i'm thinking future forward here i guess you'd say um like i i see the years on cena limited and especially on the undertaker and i just i guess in my brain i've just been waiting for that to see cena and the undertaker both seemingly wasted on things nobody wants to see (laughs) it just it seems like why like it just
2: it's so upsetting to me it is strange you know one thing that i've been noticing and scott i want to get your opinion here I think they're kind of screwed from maybe maybe a crowd reaction standpoint. No matter what they decide to put on last, and I, I can't fathom what they're. I, I'm thinking either Roman, Undertaker, or Brock Goldberg is going to go on last. But I think they're kind of screwed either way. What do you think about all that?
3: Oh, I, I think Goldberg Brock is clearly going to go on last. But then it's like, well, Brock's going to win, so oh, right. why? Yeah, yeah. So, what's going to happen there? So, yeah, I am worried that, yeah, it's going to be Roman Undertaker last. And Vince is truly going to believe that people want to see him go and hit the spear (laughs) and hit him, you know, like (laughs)
1: that's that's my money is still on that. It's actually going to be Roman Undertaker last and they're going to shoehorn in at the last second that the Undertaker's career is up for grabs here. I can't. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I, I mean, maybe they're holding out that decision. Maybe because they're not sure
2: either, but... It seems, you know, it seems to me like the last three, four years, there has been booking on the fly on the day of WrestleMania, and that's one of the problems with the way things are done these days. That and H- Hogan was always going over Andre. Warrior was always going over Hogan. Right. You know, all this crap. Austin was always going over Michaels, even if Undertaker had to, like, look at him mean or something like that, whatever the story <laughs> yeah. is. You know, the, Uh, Austin was always going over Rock, turning heel right at 17, all this... Crap, whatever you want to say, right? There was a master plan. If yeah, but now they're calling shit on the fly these last few years, having people run in with briefcases and halibutons and <laughs> halibut <laughs> and salmon. I mean, it's just it's getting ridiculous that they can't even decide what they're doing on the biggest event of the year until the day of their whole their whole year is is based
1: around this, and they don't. Well, it even, used to be. They, well, I think it still is.
3: <laughs> they, they got they got you know Roman versus Brock planned out for WrestleMania thirty four though, so they have a plan. So, you
1: know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so, a great yeah. plan.
3: <laughs> that's a great plan. Yeah, exactly. Everything's fine. Come on. <laughs> yeah,
2: everything's fine. Oh man, so uh, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting card to see and uh I'm I'm personally looking forward to that because <laughs> I I just want to see what happens. I'm going to try my best to enjoy it. You know, it's it's going to be oh,
3: fun. Oh yeah, I mean, I always try my best to, to to enjoy it. I mean, like just last year, god, just ground me down. I was just like I was wanting to I was wanting to like it so much and yep. it was like two hours in and it's just like oh my god Like this is, that was brutal <laughs> this is what we have you know yeah. like it's not gonna get better no
1: I think something I haven't really seen talked about but I have a feeling it's gonna be a real drag on just enduring the show what <laughs> is the new day hosting it thing oh it's a new I, I have a feeling for whatever reason that's gonna get annoying Old. three segments in and you're gonna just want to go get food in the kitchen or something <laughs> like when they're just you know playing on, and on, and on or something on, yeah
2: over and over but and don't worry again. quinn i'm sure the rock will come out <laughs> yeah and light his name on fire or whatever he wants to do this year i still have in the back of my mind like a 15 percent chance for like a hulk hogan appearance i wouldn't be surprised you never know you never know <laughs> mm-hmm. steve austin
3: maybe I don't know about Austin, but I think Hogan is definitely a possibility pretty pretty soon here now. I think
2: uh, I think the storm is passed, right? I think a lot of that crap is blown over. Yeah, I think so. I think I,
3: I think he's he's getting ready to come back now at this point yeah
1: yeah he seems to get m- more active
2: on twitter by the day now too <laughs> hh yeah
1: <laughs> yeah brother
2: <laughs> peace brother H. Yeah. Uh, well anyway folks we have been talking of course with scott Keith. i think what we should do here is take a quick break get a reset get in our time machine and we will talk about some great moments from wrestlemania's past because i know we need a mood lifter here <laughs> so folks <laughs> we will be right back after this
0: March 31st, it's Wrestlemania. Get your tickets to the greatest sports entertainment closed-circuit TV spectacular of all time. Mr. T risks it all wrestling for the first time. Teaming up with champion Hulk Hogan versus rowdy Roddy Piper and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Guest time for Liberace, ring announcer Billy Martin, referee Muhammad Ali. Get your tickets now to Wrestlemania on closed-circuit TV. Don't miss it. You're listening to Our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast, the fastest growing weekly episodic retro wrestling audio podcast in the world.
2: Welcome back, wrestling fans, to Our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast. This is our Wrestlemania special, and we're talking with Scott Keith.
3: From Canada. <laughs> All the way That's from Canada. From, from Canada, okay. I'm just representing the country now. Excellent. All right. <laughs>
1: the entire country. All the way through the internet. That's uh-huh. right. Like, via
2: satellite, actually. Yeah, via satellite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So I think for our net, Let's get into the retro stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Finally. <laughs> yeah. And um, I figure let's just talk about some of our favorite WrestleMania matches. Whether they're a main event or not, doesn't matter. And you know what, Quinn... Let's start with you. What do you got? Well, I didn't want to start with
1: the obvious. I mean, I think to us old school fans that this is definitely one we all love. Okay, But it it always hit home with me and I loved it. It's the um, Macho Man versus uh, the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania 7. I find that match just... Amazing! Like it, it. It just it always. Anytime I watch it back, I'm I'm surprised at how much it still resonates, and you know, it's just such a good feel good moment. And I feel like it a lot of that is missing from WrestleMania nowadays. Those feel good moments, hmm. and it, it, I I don't know. It's just a, it's a well done match. I think it also does some stuff that I always think is should be reserved for WrestleMania, like Savage doing the elbow drop five times to the Ultimate Warrior, kicking out of each other's finishers. Taking, yeah, it, it, it's. It's just the right kind of match for WrestleMania. Careers on the line. Careers on the line. Letting it it all hang out. Right. Warrior walks
2: to the ring.
1: Right. He's all serious. It it exemplifies the spirit of what a end all be all show should be. Savage takes the shirt off. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, his shirt off in '91 is rare. (laughs) Oh, big deal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know, Monsoon. There can't be a winner. Whoever stays. Stays. Whoever leaves, leaves. But the call of this match, look at this! It's over. Oh my
2: God, no. Scott, what do you think of the match?
3: Uh yeah, it's one of my favorite matches of all time, for sure. It's, yeah. uh, Randy Savage and Ultimate Warrior had like freaky good chemistry mm. for some reason. Which is really strange. Like, you know, Warrior couldn't was was hard to be carried by pretty much anybody else. But I mean, you know, it, it's probably uh, probably a hot take here, but Savage was a really damn good you know, professional wrestler, and he just <laughs> you know, he, he he knew how to get the best out of the Ultimate Warrior, and uh, you know, and I guess they trusted each other to do that, and yeah, and it was just, and of course, you know, the, the the big turn at the end that everybody was waiting for, and uh, paying off a whole bunch of storylines yeah. at the same time with you know, yeah, Sherry and Elizabeth and, yep. and the whole bit, and it was it was fantastic.
0: Elizabeth with the
3: And uh, yeah, now everybody's dead. So, Aww. you know, a <laughs> little, yeah. little bit of a darker side to it. But hey,
2: hey, I believe, Scott, I think you even said once, uh, sometimes it can be Shakespeare. Don't let him tell you differently. That's right. Exactly. I, I always think Randy Savage, the, the one thing you could
1: say about him is that he knew how to make his matches be a moment. Oh, gosh. Yes. And I I, I feel like he might be one of the greatest um, big match performers ever. That's not a unfair opinion. Like when Uh, I look, yeah, when when I look at Hogan, I mean, like sometimes you can just feel like, oh, this is just any other Hogan match. Sure, but Savage, it it was almost like when WrestleMania was there, he knew what it was all about. Yeah, and if they gave him
2: something good enough to work with, I mean, Rick Steamboat, right? Hulk Hogan, and he even made the he even made that mixed tag match fun. Yes, I mean, I I know it shouldn't be good, but it it is. And of course, Flair at eight. Yeah. He had some good crap at Wrestlemania. Scott,
3: what's one of your favorite Wrestlemania matches? Uh, I mean, not not even quality-wise, but uh, just from my, my personal standpoint at the time as a fan was uh, actually, believe it or not, at Wrestlemania 4, Demolition, winning the tag team titles from That's a first. good one.
0: Yeah. Nailed him with a cane right across the neck. If the ref gets up, Martel's covered. He sees it. Two. Three. three.
3: I mean, it wasn't the best match but i mean that's what everybody was waiting to see and it was just it was uh it, it really set demolition on, on you know a path to being kind of this legendary tag team because everybody hated strike force and was like oh you know it's never gonna you know it's, it's kind of like you know oh man these pretty boys you know nobody really wanted to see them and demolition just came in there and, and beat them and it was it was great and it, it was the one match on the show that really woke up the crowd and, and Trump <laughs> yeah. plaza after four yeah. hours you know yeah yep.
1: I, I think <laughs> you're right I I don't think it's stated enough actually I, I I guess that really did set demolition in their way you know like as one of the dominant tag teams of the late 80s early 90s sure yeah yeah another just stupid note on that match. I always like the comment uh, gorilla makes about their outfits in the middle of that match I'm not sure those outfits are legal Jess yeah, yeah.
3: And,
1: <laughs> then, and then Jesse responds they've been wearing them for months Yeah.
0: So. I'm not sure those outfits are legal either Jess. Oh, they've been wrestling with them for months, Gorilla. Come on. I I didn't say they haven't been wrestling with them. I just said I don't believe they're legal.
2: You know, one of the the things about that match that I really like, Scott hit upon it, is the crowd. Demolition was heels, um, but they're one of the few things that get cheered at that WrestleMania. (laughs) (laughs) That must have been just indicative of how cool they were, even to the casual gambler cocaine crowd that was there.
3: Yeah, it's really weird how much like uh, again going back through the old observers, how kind of out of touch with it Dave was at the time. He doesn't really pay any attention to demolition. Leading up to the match, and then they, they win the tag titles. And he's basically just, oh yeah, demolition is the tag champs now. <laughs> it's yeah. just like nothing, nothing that would indicate that. Oh yeah, these guys are going to be champions for like eighteen months and and set the record that was you know only finally broken now you know decades later. So
2: right, right. Well, they weren't Japanese. Sorry. That's true. They were not Japanese. Yes,
3: although they did they did work a lot of matches in Japan afterwards. Actually, the Japanese really love them for you know because it, it meets up with the freaky Japanese. S and M and Big American combination.
1: <laughs> what was that other demolition guy? The the big big demolition. What's his name? Crush? No, 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 no. The the guy that Axe teamed in Japan with B- uh blast? blast. Blast. That's it. <laughs> big demolition. Blast. <laughs> that's
2: what he looks like in that picture I always see on Google. You know, and and one more thing before we leave that match. It's interesting. Looking back, what a different world. Demolition had been in the WWF for over a year at that point, and they were only then winning their first tag title. It's just amazing how things have changed.
3: Yeah, and the other thing, too, is that like Strike Force was considered to be transitional champions <laughs> from Hard Foundation Demolition. It's like, they were champions for like six months. Like- <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I guess that was transitional back then. Yeah, I guess so. That, that
3: was transitional at the time, I
2: guess, but yeah, it was, it was just crazy. It's amazing. I'm going to throw one at you guys, and you're going (laughs) to look at me sideways, I think, on this one. But again, we're just talking, you know, silly, personal favorite Mm -hmm. matches. And (laughs) it's actually from WrestleMania 7. Also, (laughs) I know where you're going. You do? Yeah, I think I do. The British Bulldog against the Warlord. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's good. It
0: is
1: surprisingly good. I I used to kind of when you said that but yeah it is i'm surprised how much it held up it's it's very stunning actually we have watched that match recreationally (laughs) you and i it's just a fun stupid thing in the middle of wrestlemania 7 that's just it's just entertaining for
2: some reason it's just entertaining it's has it's better than you'd think it would be you know it's better than has any right to be yeah so it's my two cents there. And I, I I mean, we're just
1: throwing out if we're throwing out random weird ones, I also like um um Tito Santana versus the Barbarian at six. Yeah.
3: Well that had the all-time great bump from Tito
1: Santana, yes. so that's that's fair. Yeah. And and you know, we had said at the uh beginning something about how we were gonna talk about like, you know, weird WrestleMania like squash matches. Yeah, sure. Like but like those are the kind of things that like those two i always think of especially with yeah. that kind of thing
2: no it's true there, there was a different um, a different pacing to the older wrestlemanias because you yeah. would
3: have like these squash matches well the old the older ones too were kind of based around the kind of the old territorial style of building the big shows where you had the main event and then you had all the stuff underneath just to you know get up to the main event right essentially now right next like, as opposed to today where you have 17 different world titles depending on the show so you have to space yeah. it out over over there and you have to have the cool down match and you know this and that yeah. right so right yeah so it was a different way to build it actually i think actually speaking of wrestlemania 7 i mean just in general i think it actually i consider it to be kind of an underrated show oh, i feel yeah, like it's definitely. gotten a bad rep over the years that it doesn't really deserve I, I think i mean it deserves some of it but i mean like you know, the Rockers versus Haku and Barbarian was a hell of an opener, I thought, Hell too. of an like, opener.
1: A yeah, great opener.
3: Yeah, like, I mean, that, that match is very underappreciated, and, and apparently you guys think that British Bulldog and Warlord is underappreciated, <laughs> but...
2: Go look but, back, Scott. Yeah, check <laughs> it out, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, anyway, but...
3: But yeah, no, there was... You know, Seven had some really... Uh, had, some, had some pretty decent stuff on it, I thought. I mean, there are people as well who live and defend the blindfold match, which I don't really...
1: Mm. I that, understand, where
3: it, but uh, you know, that's to, to that, different spokes. And I, and I and I think, you know, as far as a Hogan match goes, the, the Slaughter one is one of the kind of the better ones that he yeah, had yeah, at WrestleMania. Yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah. Slaughter bumps, Hogan bleeds, you know, it's got mm-hmm. some some fire to it. Um and it's also, you know, it's notable at WrestleMania seven for the Heart Foundation Swan Song against the Nasties. Mm.
3: Yeah, that was a good match too. Yeah, yes same. it is.
2: I
1: mean, I always have a problem with that. It's the Nasties I know. that end it, but that sucks. And I know, yeah, the Nasties were great elsewhere, but I, I never thought they were. I the best that, that thing match ever. pisses but, me
2: off to this day. Yeah. The
1: ending, yeah, it's it, really uh, silly. <laughs> it's like that. Just seems like a. Dumb way for the Heart Foundation to go out
2: to a motorcycle helmet. Yeah. That he never wore before that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's yeah it is weird. M- Macaulay Culkin's in the audience at that WrestleMania, too.
0: Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof.
2: <laughs> yeah, and
1: Donald Trump's in the audience at that WrestleMania, <laughs> too. <She is? laughs> yep.
3: What an unbelievable day. It's a fantastic job, and You're Just watching these matches, I love it. I'm here with a group and we love it. And
2: uh, Lufo Wigno uh, Yeah.
0: Well, I tell you, this is unbelievable because my family here was wonderful
2: about it.
1: And Fonzie,
2: <laughs> fuck F- Fonzie! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm, really great. The Ultimate Warrior got his ultimate win. That whole nonsense. Yeah.
2: I want to tell you, I'm so
0: happy that the Ultimate Warrior got his ultimate win.
1: Thinks he's a big wrestling fan. <laughs>
2: Never see him again. All right, let's, uh, <laughs> let's throw to you, Scott. You, you got a, uh, you got another favorite WrestleMania match.
3: Oh, I have uh, many, many of them. Uh, well, we'll move up a little bit now, I guess. Back under the category of the oddball matches that ended up being really good, I'd have to throw Rowdy Piper versus Gold Dust from WrestleMania twelve in there. Hmm. It's just kind of a wacky, underrated one that kind of set the stage too. I think you know where where the business was going in in the years following that as well. I think so. Just like the the fact that it was shot like a you know backstage segment, basically, and uh, more like a. Broken Matt Hardy segment than an actual wrestling match. Yeah,
1: I think that's a really interesting pick. I haven't watched that match in years because I think I was I was thrown off by using the OJ footage. And I was like, what <laughs> That is, is that's <laughs> very Vince. Yeah, but actually, you know, you're kind of right on with that. I haven't thought about that in so long, but I mean that uh, the business did go in that direction of
2: backstage yeah brawls. Sure. It's mm-hmm. a little ahead of its time. It yeah, is. It was like the whole, the whole
3: hardcore wrestling direction that they went in. You know, two or three years after that, right? It was kind of there was, right. was a lot of influence in there on that. Yeah, uh, in a similar vein, also, I guess I would say actually, then like Randy Savage gets crushed from WrestleMania ten. Yep, as well. I always kind liked of, that one. Kind of the kind of, kind of same thing. Yeah, it was. You know, it wasn't wasn't a great match or anything no. like that. But I think it was as far as like what turned out to be Savage's swan song at WrestleMania. You know, it was. Uh, it was, it was, you know, quite decent for what it was.
2: It was, and he got a nice clean win. Well, clean. I know Quinn, you have a problem with something in that match. Why? Don't you tell I everyone? just don't like the
1: whole him tying him up, and it like it's so hard for him to tie him up. Like it just, it, it it seems like they just thought that up on the fly. I I don't know what's going on in that. It takes so long, and he gets him up. And my favorite part is that he just falls, and he's still like loosely, not really tied up, and he's just pretending to like struggle, and he can't get back to the ring
2: it, it it is just a weird weird thing at the end there it's a very weird stipulation too because it's false count anywhere but then you have 60 seconds to get back is that was <laughs> that ever a thing i've never heard of that
3: outside of that match i don't know yeah it was a weird it was like their first try at a last man standing match or something but yeah i don't uh
1: well, isn't that like a Texas Death Match? I guess I don't even know. Yeah. yeah, but no, as you get knocked out, ten count. Yeah, but I'm saying it's a Texas Death Match with a false count anywhere. I guess in, in sixty minutes or sixty seconds, <laughs>
3: they hated each other so much that one stipulation could not contain it. They had to yeah had to bunch them together and uh, yeah and and find a new new hybrid match to, <laughs> to contain it. yeah.
2: I'm going to give you guys one of my favorite okay. WrestleMania matches, and it's believe me, it doesn't involve the British Bulldog or the Warlord this time. Mm-hmm. And it's—I mean—I have to throw it out there because it's my favorite maybe match ever, and just happened to be at the opener of a very good WrestleMania, and that, of course, is Jacob Eli Blue. No, I'm just kidding. No, it <laughs> <laughs> is uh, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart from WrestleMania 10. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, it, excellent. One of the best matches I've ever seen in my life. I don't think there's a way to describe it otherwise for me. It is just crisp, clean wrestling. Everything it looks good. Um, the storyline surrounding it is good. The storyline within the match is good. I love that match. Scott, what are your thoughts on that one?
3: Oh, well, I mean of course, like and it was, you know, of course Bret Hart was determined to go out there and make his brother look like, you know, a superstar world champion. In that match, right, then and he did. Stri- he, he succeeded, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like that was the match that made Owen Hart turned him from you know the the mid Carter the Rocket Owen Hart into like you know the the guy who was someone that Vince could plug into the main events for the next six months. And uh, yeah, no, I mean clearly it was it was fantastic. And yeah, my dad and I were watching the show at the time and just losing it over that match. And yeah, it was it was great. Victory! No! no. no. no.
0: no. no. What do you think Here of that McMahon? Wow. It's great. Look at this.
2: What about it now? Yeah, the actual wrestling in it is something that you rarely even saw at the time. I mean, Bret Hart was putting on good wrestling matches. Oh, yeah, I mean. But that's like that's a clinic in a lot of ways for that mid-90s style, um, and you don't see a lot of that psychology in that in that way. I'm not saying you don't see psychology, but, you know, you don't see a lot of what they did all the time anymore in the WWE.
1: Yeah, I would I would say that the closest you got to the kind of psychology and I don't know that like you said, that mid 90s style. Yeah, the you know what I mean, right? Is is Brett and Sean Iron Man match. I feel like that's the closest at a WrestleMania.
2: And that's a good to, match to talk about, I think,
1: too. Yeah, I. I if we were just to transition to it, great match. It is great moment for Sean. Mm -hmm. Great. I mean, there's nothing that's bad about it. I just think it's rewatchability has always been an issue to me.
3: Oh yeah. I was going to say, I mean, it's a great match, but I never want to watch it again in my life. I've, I've seen it like two or three times for review purposes. And it's just like, I have seen everything I need to see out of this match, essentially.
2: Right. Pretty much. It's it's good. It's solid. I mean, it's an hour. And you know what you're getting into. And it can be a little difficult at certain times. It's not an hour, I'd say, that flies by.
1: I think it's mm-hmm. a live event as one of the first WrestleManias I saw live. Mm-hmm. It, it it does. I always have a, you know, attachment to it because I remember watching it as a kid. And it, it was edge of your
3: seat watchable when it was aired live to me if you if you read the observers from the time dave really buries the match though because i mean he was there and he was talking about how the crowd was emptying out know, during the match and stuff well, that's so, I mean, upsetting like, isn't
2: anaheim also a notoriously shitty crowd too? Though.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i think so but i mean yeah i mean like it was they're shooting for a very hollywood crowd and then and, and that sort of crowd was just not into watching you know the hour-long match Right. Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: Plus, that's an era where the fans weren't conditioned for main events really over 15, 20 minutes anyway.
3: Oh, yeah, exactly. That was that was the other thing, too. It was just it was a very out of nowhere thing. And it's just it's really hard to pull off that kind of hour long match for people who who don't know how to deal with something past 15 minutes. Like there's a lot of training and it's kind of a misfire, I think. Like, I think I really do think they would have been better off just going with a normal 15 minute match between. Brett and Sean and putting something else on the undercard because I mean it really did kind of cripple the the undercard of the, the show as well. You right? Couldn't because, do you know, anything long. Couldn't yeah. do anything long. Yeah, exactly. Like it was it was really that match and then a bunch of other nothing. Essentially,
1: it's sure. a shame too because I think they they both both competitors put it all out there. They, they, they did. They, oh they, yeah. They put out the best things that they can possibly do, and if you're a fan and you were watching, then it really felt like. This is it. Brett and Sean, you know, putting it all out there and and whoever comes out is the better man, you know?
2: Yeah, which is not what happened, obviously, because, you know, Brett obviously is the better man and he didn't win. But. Well, you know, we disagree <laughs> okay. on that, but yeah. <laughs> no, Quinn and I notoriously, you know, have a rivalry over Brett versus Sean. Yeah, uh, I happened to see that live, too. And I was so pissed when Shawn Michaels won. <laughs> so I'm on the other end of that spectrum. But yeah, and I was I was actually cheering for Sean at the time, by the way. Like I was I was, really? I, I was kind of
3: over. Yeah. Oh, no, I was I was like really over Brett Hart until the Hart Foundation thing came around. next year he was
1: waning a little bit till he turned heel yeah no he very very much was yeah yeah i was just gonna say it 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 really i know a lot of people have their issues with the overtime but as a stupid you know 10 year old kid i'm like these guys are so good that they can't be contained in 60 they can't beat each other in 60 minutes so i i I guess they 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 were able to successfully
2: sell the logic there to me as a kid yeah i get it that makes sense you know no issue there. Ah, uh, Quinn, you you happen to bring up the Iron Man match, but why don't you give me another one of your actual favorite matches?
1: Well, you know, th- uh, like we were saying, there's many um, and I here's one that often often gets mentioned, but i I to me, I think it's it's probably the most superior WrestleMania in, main event, Rock Austin seventeen. Mm-hmm. I, I just <laughs> really love that match. yes, you do, on, so do I. in every aspect. I think I think it's it's what a main event ought to be. I will give
0: you every drop, of sweat, every drop of blood, every ounce of energy I have. You are going to get the absolute best of The Rock at WrestleMania. I need to beat you, Rock. I need it more than anything that you can ever imagine. There can be only one World Wrestling Federation champion, and that will be Rock Stone Cold Steve Austin.
1: If you're looking at if the the guys now who compete. They should be looking at that match. You think so? Yes. Why is that? Because you know how I said how you know a lot of the stuff reserved for a WrestleMania main event, like Randy Savage with the elbows, reversing
2: finishers, yeah, and stuff like that. Finishers.
1: That stuff is should only be reserved for WrestleMania, and that is what that match is. And I think that match, unfortunately, what ended up happening out of it is reversing finishers became a normal thing. Hmm. But that I I don't remember like before that 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 being a common thing every now and then but mm, but at every WrestleMania now and then, but yeah. yeah at WrestleMania <laughs> I mean the other stuff that gets me about that match is that you have an emotional attachment to The Rock and Austin and you had followed their careers sure and I just I loved the fact that Austin whipped out the million dollar dream <laughs> yeah. I, I, to me that, uh, yeah. that is that is a detail. That you don't see in WrestleMania main events, a callback to five years, five six years earlier. Yeah, Yeah. I mean it's just amazing stuff. And I, I, I know people have a problem with the ending, right? But I mean, if you're going to end Austin kind of as a thing, I mean, you might as well just he went to the dark side and that's the end of him. You know what I mean? Like
3: (laughs) the the ending was kind of. I mean, it kind of did make sense in the context of it. In that, you know, Austin couldn't beat him with all of his other moves. And so finally, he just does goes with the nuclear option and just you know beats him down with a chair and pins him. And I mean, that didn't even have to be the heel turn. Like they like they really you know it was really like uniting with with Vince McMahon I and mean, like that was kind of kind of overkill on top of it. Like I think Austin could have just just done that and people would have been fine with it because he's the you know he's a rattlesnake and he's an asshole and everybody yeah. knows that you <laughs> yeah. know. And it's just like he doesn't have to win his matches clean, right? He could go out there and beat the shit out of the guy with a chair. And, oh, yeah. and get the pin, and people would understand that it's part of the character. And then later on, if you want to, then you could do the thing with Vince McMahon. And it just it just ended up being the the problem with the finish was that it was just too much with you know Vince being in there and directing things, and it made it feel like. Uh, a less important moment for Austin because he was you know it was Vince's moment and not Austin's moment and that right. was yeah. that was really the main kind of problem that I had with it I think and, too, and that.
1: say what you will uh, all valid points Scott about the ending but I was just going to say there is some tiny touches in there too to make rock look strong at the end where I believe Austin hits him over the head with a chair and tries to pin him mm-hmm. it doesn't it still doesn't work yeah I, I actually like the idea and I know Joe you say this a lot when you, but this re, this applies to a chair shot thing. Mm. You always say, why does the wrestler not just try to pin him again if he's weak? Yes. I like that Austin, he hits him with a chair, it doesn't work, and then so his option is hit him over and over <laughs> and over yeah. again with a chair and then pin him. I love and it that. it makes right. The Rock look great. Yeah, it's a, it, in a way, yeah.
2: because yeah, it's like, it. that's what it takes to beat The Rock. Right. It's like... Right, absolutely. I think that match... It's unfortunate that in hindsight, it it became, you know, viewed as the end of the Attitude Era. I think that's partially timing, coincidence, a lot of different things. The invasion angle certainly didn't help matters. But as far as a WrestleMania main event for the Attitude Era, for any era, but for the Attitude Era especially, Austin Rock... Yeah. In front of 60-something thousand people, mm-hmm. 25 minutes, they probably want that match. That's a that was pretty a long, long match. match. Mm-hmm. That and, was a long and match. And captivating yeah. the whole
1: way through, unlike some, even some of the Sean and Brett stuff. Yeah. But, uh, you know that's, that's
2: a great main event at a great WrestleMania. I'm with you. Um, Scott, why don't you give me one more, and uh, then maybe we'll move on to something else. What else
3: you got, Scott? Uh, well, I think actually one that's a forgotten classic that gets overshadowed by other stuff going on in WrestleMania 20 is uh, Eddie Guerrero against Kurt Angle for the world title mm-hmm. there as well. Yeah, like I think I'm you know obviously at the end it's the big celebration with, with yeah, you know Benoit man. and everything like that. But I think I think the Benoit stuff really you know has unfortunately overshadowed everything that happened on there. That that was like a uh, that was a pretty super match. I mean that that would have stood as uh, as a high level main event match on pretty much any other WrestleMania as a main mm-hmm. event, and you know Eddie Guerrero. Pulling off the boot and, you know, yeah, retaining the his title. Yeah, and yeah. yeah like, you know, that was brilliant, I thought.
2: That's a great ending. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is a really good ending. I, I, you know, believe it or not, I haven't really watched that match in a long time. I, You're making me want to go back and watch it now. But yeah, I, I, I do remember um, being actually surprised right. that Eddie went over. I, I do
3: remember that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought Kurt was going over too in that match. But yeah. Yeah.
2: So. Eddie had won the title, what, a, m- a month earlier, right? He was already the champion, of i He if was the champ going yeah. in, if I recall. Yeah. And he, yeah, that and Kurt, obviously, I mean, Kurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For crying out loud, Kurt Angle. And yeah, you can rely oh. on him to show up. He had a great match with Michaels the next year, too. Yeah. Yes, he did. He did. That's that another personal
3: favorite of mine.
2: Yeah, that one's great,
3: actually. That's another one that's overlooked. It is, yeah. I don't, and I don't know what happened to that one. Like, you, <laughs> you know, like Shawn Michaels you know, it was high profile enough that you think people would remember it. Unless it's just a thing, you know, with Kurt Angle being erased from history for a while there that it it doesn't get the love it deserves. But I mean God, like that the whole the whole bet I was watching in the movie theater, uh, because WrestleMania was, you know, it was they did it in movie theaters here for a while. Really? Uh, Still at that point? Yeah, still at that point. And uh yeah, it was like the the theater was going crazy when he had when Kurt Angle had him in the in the ankle lock, right? And just like Yeah, you know, people screaming at him to tap and, and stuff. And it was really it was a really, really fun match, I thought. Yeah. Uh, the, only, the only thing that brought it down too much was really Sean being in the deadly ankle lock for, you know, 17 minutes. 17 <laughs> yeah. minutes or whatever it was, yeah. Like, but he's you know, Sean
1: Michaels. The, yeah, he's I, Shawn Michaels. I, maybe that's what they were trying to say. He there. doesn't like the job. You're right. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, you know, that he's just he, it's such a legend. It, it's it's going to take yeah, a long time. Yeah, his ankle is legendary. His ankle is, well, it is legendary. He was, he, was really
3: training, <laughs> he was really training the ankles in the, in the pre match thing, right?
2: That, yeah, yeah that's what that stomp is before he does a super kick yeah <laughs> he's training his ankle uh well, maybe his ankle was strengthened
1: after those punks in syracuse like messed up it was like reinforced <laughs> later on
3: although I, I i'm always reminded of jesse ventura when, what is it like you can't train the eyeballs in <laughs> yeah right because you know, yeah you can always yeah. poke the guy in the eye always mm-hmm. poke him in the eye <laughs>
2: you know what that's a perfect segue scott jesse ventura WrestleMania was cool in, not only obviously for the celebrity factor, for the wrestling factor and the unique feel of it, some of these early WrestleManias had iconic, stick in your memory, capture the moment commentary, and... I'm talking about Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura first and foremost. Those two didn't work together at that time on almost anything other than the pay per views. So because Gorilla was with Bobby usually, right, and challenge Jesse was with Vince. So for the two of them to come together just added for mm-hmm. me. You know, looking back. Like Gorilla Monsoon, Jesse Ventura, WrestleMania 6. It's just like, this is it. Everything is just coming together here. (laughs) You got the best of everything. And some of the iconic lines I always reference Gorilla Monsoon from WrestleMania 3, the irresistible force meeting the immovable object. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just gorillaism, but it's just a perfect fit for that. And some of the things that Jesse said, that's just one thing I feel like we need to mention is the commentary used to add to the show now it could might it might as well not be there and i know that's not exclusive to wrestlemania it's in general right <laughs> but specifically with wrestlemania i feel like there hasn't been help from the commentary team in a number of years to help with since jr and king have been gone yeah, as far as a team i guess so what do you think scott
3: grill soon of course was not without his uh this moment of inanity of course in the, the early shot i mean you know, like during the the famous savage steamboat match where savage clotheslines him and gorilla declares that he could be suspended for deliberately trying to injure steamboat right like <laughs> jesse just gives it like the the most eye rolling you know reply of disdain possible after yeah. that right I that could have been a
0: disqualification too jess that kind of a clothesline for what deliberate deliberate of course it's deliberate what do you think he fell into it by accident no but it's a deliberate effort to put a guy out of commission and that could be uh, construed as a disqualification
1: that back and forth was always one of the best parts about that team though is that jesse was oh, yeah, more well, new age yeah, jesse, and gorilla was jesse, old
3: school yeah jesse didn't take any shit you know yeah, like I mean, that was the, that was that was what was great about him and yeah. uh even carried over when he went to wcw yeah yeah i mean uh you know unfortunately once you get into the michael cole era then that's really when uh <laughs> when things fall apart on it i i mean it's kind of it was mostly just forgettable with vince mcmahon yeah, yeah, in it the middle was, of there right but yeah yeah
2: yeah the only it tolerable it though. was tolerable the only thing i can really remember there's a couple of things him yelling about the federation blasting off into a new era at the end of wrestlemania <laughs> 10 you know yeah. yeah it's a new era
0: yeah yeah We our witnessing ladies and gentlemen a brand new era we witnessing the blast off of the next
3: decade in the world wrestling federation. Well, I mean, you know, I, I will say one thing that uh, when when you know Vince doing the, on the commentaries that at least then you know Vince is the guy who who knows the story that he wants to tell.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, right. That's and, you know, you're, true. So
3: you're going to get the story from Vince that uh, that only that, he that can Vince do it. wants to hear. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, Vince Vince was. You're right, though. For the most part, he was kind of forgettable. Yeah, um, but he had his moments. And then Jr. Austin, Austin, Austin. Well, Austin don't forget you know? Bobby the Brain too. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, I don't tie him to any. Well, the Flair match at WrestleMania 8 is one of his best performances. At a WrestleMania. At a yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah, he's incredible yeah. there. Yeah. Take a look.
0: Take a look. Go out of the ring. Do something. Big backdrop. Get up. And Stay by the ropes. Stay by the ropes. Savage, get out, get out, get out. What a perfect, what a perfect, what a
1: perfect. I mean, seven. He's kind of the MVP. Oh, I mean, he's hilarious. I, there's so many good lines at seven with the Lou Ferrigno crackers line <laughs> and the, and like um, uh, just, Fred Cattell. oh, the whole Fred thing Ketow. with the yes. with the Catal match, hand towel. hand
2: towel, You have to eat 1,100 bowls of rice
1: in and under an, an and hour. And by the end, he's calling him Fred Hand <laughs> Like it's just. I mean, Bobby's when Bobby gets bored at a WrestleMania, that's when you get the best Bobby stuff.
0: What's his name, Him. hand towel? The towel. The towel. Oh, yeah. Boy, he's a big fortune cookie, isn't he? you have any idea, brain, any conception, what it takes to become a grand champion? Uh, yeah. Sumo? Oh, sumo? Yes. You've got to eat over 1,100 bowls of rice oh, an hour. Sorry, I asked. With chopsticks. One stick. Will you stop? He to oh, make a time to Ted oh, I think he should no, throw in God. the towel? What ah. towel? Kato. Kato is the guy's name. Hey, same to you. You'd have trouble if his name was Fred. His name's Fred Kato. No. A silly name for a Japanese wrestler, Fred. Looks like Fred is dead.
3: I don't want to cast aspersions on his uh, his morals or anything like that, but I feel like Bobby might have been under some sort of influence at WrestleMania Seven. I'm just thinking, you know,
2: uh, you know it's what? Possible, yeah. but it's, possible, possible, it's possible great. alcohol. I don't know. Possibly, you know. Uh, as long as it, did, it didn't come close to anything like it hog wild. 96. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, well, over yeah. the line. But where he's like calling the giant Andre. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we well, lost perspective, oh, right, Andre. Oh no, oh, i sorry, uh, Andre.
2: That It is true that the fact that we can remember these, and I know that we have, you know, we're like Rain Man over here, probably the three of us, when it comes to remembering stuff from WrestleMania and from wrestling, but the fact that so many people remember the commentary team remember the things they say remember lot. Li- just remember lines specific lines weird, like weird off lines yeah. like just strange stuff because i mean i see yeah. it on, on your blog all the time scott you know i because I, I like to join in on that fun where we just quoting bobby heenan quoting gorilla monsoon you're just referencing yeah. shit like that i don't remember a damn thing michael cola said in 15 years no.
3: Yeah, exactly. I, I do. Feel, I feel like though at WrestleMania X Seven, for example, uh, like you know the, the Jim Ross Paul Heyman team was really underrated too. Like oh, they were,
1: yeah, it was. You know, they really felt good. like a
3: real throwback, you know, like to, to the good old days. I, I think for them, the yeah, good heel commentary.
1: Loved that team. Yeah, Paul I, I wanted. It, I thought that was if King was going to be gone, then that was,
2: This was going to be what it should be. He, Jr. and Heyman were funny as hell together.
0: Well, I'm very sorry you're not going to be in this next uh, gimmick battle royal. I'd love to see you in tights for some first I'm not the one wearing the stupid cowboy hat either. Nice ponytail, though. Thank you.
2: Yes, they were. And they can call the drama, too. It's like Jr. and obviously Jr. but Heyman can sell the drama of a match mm -hmm. and you didn't lose anything, you know, and they would just bicker. It was awesome. It was very much a throwback.
1: Yeah. I think if we're going to talk about these commentary teams, just to kind of sidetrack just briefly. What about the backstage interviewers too? Were were another <laughs> highlight of WrestleMania? Like I I know, um, obviously Mean Gene of course, always, and you know, like just I I always love this, you know just the little quips he would do like backstage, like Longfellow couldn't say it any better, and you know, like yeah. just, there there was just this like there was this signature to how back, WrestleMania backstage interviews went. Mooney Mooney did some yes uh, and Mooney I I didn't want I didn't want to jump to Mooney too quick but Mooney's got you know one of my favorite interviews with (laughs) Brutus the barber he's like Brutus the barber beefcake what are you doing and then like (laughs) it's just just stupid stupid stuff
2: Brutus the barber beefcake what are you doing not trying
1: too hard not trying too hard like the Mary Hart thing (laughs) (laughs) no not Mary Hart Mary Richards no Oh, you mean yeah, Mooney? Yeah, Mooney. But Mary Hart was good too. Mary it's Hart was good. Savage too. phone numbers on the back of my license plate. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But I was just going to say that that whole um, interview with Mary Tyler Moore with Mooney is yeah is she, something. just right. has
2: no idea what's going on.
1: And and him interviewing children about what they think about hunka hunka hunky love. And the, <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: I don't. This is all just silly stuff, but it's all memorable. It it, it just is. You know what? That reminds me. I would take rhythm and blues as this year's musical <laughs> performance <laughs> over whatever the hell it is this year do we have a
3: musical performance this I year don't, that we I, 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 it anything?
2: well it's probably snoop Dogg. if it's <laughs> how are they gonna no. kill time then what else yeah, are they goes, gonna yeah. do Put no, yeah, yeah no wrestling matches this is wrestlemania <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, we do not have time for wrestling matches <laughs> there's no
3: fighting in the war room come on
2: yeah <laughs> you know i can just um <laughs> when it comes back to commentary real quick, I can just already picture if if uh you know I'm saying if facetiously, Roman Reigns beats the Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> if. Um, Michael Cole, you know, the big dog has yeah, his uh, moment. It's just gonna be it's so cliched and garbage, you know. It just sounds like Vince is talking in yeah. his ear and telling him what to say. It's almost like Vince yeah. is screaming in his ear, not that Vince would ever do that, but you know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, Quinn, you were talking about backstage interviewers. Mhm. The th- that's reminded me of, you know, when you said Mary Hart by accident, the celebrities used to be utilized Oh yeah. in a much more natural and subtle way. Well, yeah, I mean, I I
1: think the most the best one of the bunch, and, and this might just be me, but Regis. Regis's interviews were were amazing a seven with um i i think he talks about the the warlord yeah. and something something about how he he turned over a domino's delivery truck and all this and i i don't know regis was just, earthquake i think or earthquake that's it mm-hmm. and and just and just regis was something like I, I and that to me, alone, I know this is so stupid, but like Regis's performance at seven as a backstage interviewer was so memorable to me is that I feel like it just warrants him being in the Hall of Fame. And I say every year when there is not, it's not Regis as a celebrity. I just get sad.
3: Yeah. Well, what about what was Steve Allen at WrestleMania six? Oh, oh, man. Environment. Yeah. You know, there was there was a guy who, you know, who who understood the the whole carny nature of the whole thing, too. Right. Like he mm. was around from early days of TV. So he he knew the deal there, too. Right. And he knew uh To play along with the the dumb skits and Vince McMahon's humor. So I think think he was kind of underrated as well, I I feel like. He was very good.
2: He he was funny. He legitimately gets me laughing in that skit in the bathroom with the (laughs) Bolsheviks. Yep. Yep. And actually, he's great on commentary during a match. Okay.
1: I was gonna bring this up in the random like weird matches that we like at WrestleMania, but that match with with um, Rick Rude and Snuka, although oh, not yeah, notable for any reason <laughs> whatsoever, for whatever reason with Steve Allen on commentary in the mix, there I am like it's it's to me the perfect cooldown match before the main. Like it, I I've never seen it done <laughs> that well where it was like
3: I boop, was just boop, lull- boop, boop. Was we about his under- underwear or like the, 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 yeah, his yeah, underwear? Yeah, yeah, yeah his wife's underwear <laughs> yeah his wife's underwear yeah right
1: okay. yeah. yeah that was pretty good it, it's a it's a weird squash match but for whatever reason it always just makes me happy and then I'm like oh warrior versus Hogan's next and <laughs> yeah, it's that's like true. great it's like it, it just does it it just does its job
2: like what it's supposed to be on the card I, I yeah. totally agree like you know what I think speaking of doing our job our job is to take a break right now oh boy but we will <laughs> be back right after this.
0: Oh, hi, folks. I'm here in this uh, appropriate acoustic environment to rehearse the Russian national anthem with my favorite Soviet Union tag team partners, Nikolai Volkov and Boris Yukov. You ready, guys? Hit it, Okay, I don't plan to hit it that hard, but I'll do my best. I get no kick from Ukraine. That's not the Russian National Anthem. I know that. It's just a little joke to warm up the crowd. Give us a break here. Okay, here we go. Hey! Hey yourself, I know it's not the Russian National Anthem. What is it? You played a Polish National Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> well, send your postcards directly to him. Anyway, we're still warming up. Here we go now. A one and a two and... Perestroika and Glasnost, I dig them the utmost. And how is your sister tonight? Hey, we get it. Let's go! I'm up with the hay. No more Stalin. Okay, let's do one from the heart, folks. Let's do one for the homeland. Let's hear it from Mother Russia. Here we go! I don't believe you. Take it easy. On that note, this is Steve Allen in the speed stick room. Sending it back up to you, Jesse. I'm gonna get out of here. You can get killed around here.
2: And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, our WrestleMania special, and I just. Before we get back into talking with the one and only net cup Scott Keith, I wanted to remind you folks to check us out on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can email us at ovppodcast at gmail.com. That is ovp podcast at gmail.com. And Quinn, we have a web presence and a site with the videos on it or something. Yeah, we got
1: a web presence, OVP Yep. And you can also uh go to the youtube.com and look for our account, the OVP podcast account.
2: Yep, that's right. Scott's actually been nice enough to post
1: all of our Hall of Fame bites on his blog. Yeah, which, um, there's Hall of Fame bites, and there's a couple of weird live streams behind the Joe, scenes videos by, behind the scenes. Me and Joe just screwing around yeah, it's if, fun. if you're interested in that. Yep. Um, you can go over there, check it out and yep. some promo videos, too. It's kind of the best of's.
2: Yeah, the best of OVP. Although those are getting a little behind. I'm going to have to update that. Soon. Yes, you will. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking to Scott Keith, of course. And Scott, I wanted to introduce our last segment, uh, by letting you know, we have a friend Quinn. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, who just recently purchased a WWE Network account within the last couple months, and he was a fan in the Attitude Era and watched a little bit of the stuff with us during like the Daniel Bryan Era. We'll call it. Yeah. But other than that, not like a connoisseur, obviously, you know, with the finer taste like the three of us are here. <laughs> and So he'll text us occasionally, Scott, and he'll say, what's the best WrestleMania or what should I watch? So, Scott, we wanted to pose this to you. If you had to just tell somebody, maybe a casual fan, you know, here's some WrestleManias that are really good top to bottom. Here's some here's something you should watch. What are some of the ones you would throw up? Well, I guess it depends on how much time you
3: have as a fan. Uh, <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, I mean, my favorites, it's the one we were talking about earlier. I think if you want something from the, the older thing that has a lot, it's kind of like something for everybody. I think WrestleMania 7 is actually quite an underrated one. Yeah. It might be yeah. worth, you know, throwing out there and watching, I think. Uh, WrestleMania 6, of course, as well, was, was another good one. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it wasn't, it didn't have top to bottom, you know, Great or even good wrestling, I don't think. But, you know, there was was a lot of stuff that was kept short, at least, you know, and it introduced a lot of characters.
2: Yeah. One one thing about Six that I always say is Hogan Warrior is the definition of a main event. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's such a big match. I think as a show, though, it's actually um, a fun experience. It's well, yeah, it's well put together.
3: Yeah. And and
1: that's kind of what I aim for in recommendations, too. So, yeah. And
3: and then probably actually, I think the kind of the one. Going up a little bit uh, into past the attitude area, WrestleMania 20 is just, you know, fantastic show top to bottom. Like, it there's is. so mm-hmm. much great stuff on that one, right? Like, uh, John Cena wins his first, you know, singles title yeah, uh, over the big show there. You yep. know, you got the, the fantastic Chris Jericho-Christian match with yep. the, the Trish Stratus turn.
1: Yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah.
3: You know, the very underrated uh, evolution against Mick Foley and The Rock.
1: That's a great yeah, match, boy, actually. And That's it's a great match.
3: You know, like, Yeah, like, it's just some solid stuff on that show. Goldberg against Brock Wester and, uh, and their first encounter.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> encounter. Uh, with Austin just stunning them both to end it. The best part yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> MSG turned on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And someone, someone won the main event. I don't know who, but... <laughs>
3: Stevie Richards. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um... Quinn, what would you say are a few that you would throw out there as must-see recommendations to a casual fan? Right. Well, I think Scott hit it right on the head with six and seven. Um, I do
1: find three to actually be a well-put-together, like, show. It's got a like, big show atmosphere. Yeah, and you know what? It's surprisingly to me, uh, maybe some people will disagree, but I, I feel like it's aged pretty well. Like, I know it's got some weird stuff on there, but, like, I don't know. It just, it comes off like the product looks big time for the first time. Mm. And it, it looks like mm. you can, you can put it in a package, wrap it up and give it to someone as gift. Like, it's just, it, it's just a well put together show.
2: It is one of the shows that has very few, and I'm not talking about star ratings. Okay. Yeah. But very few dead spots. Right. As far as a show holistically is concerned. Yeah. You know, it's it flows right. It fl- it flows
1: well. Um, I definitely. Um, I think ten is actually a pretty good like just yeah. A pa- and again, a nice little package of its time.
2: I don't know. Yeah,
3: ten. What do you, t- Scott? What do you think of ten as a whole? I mean, I loved it at the time, but now it's obviously a two match show. So mm-hmm. I mean, like you know, it's it's two two mm-hmm. fantastic matches. Yeah, of course. I, agree, but I mean, Yeah. But- it was one. It was definitely one. I think it worked better. Like say, it's it worked better of the time. I mean, Crush crush against Randy Savage still kind of holds up. But I mean, like nowadays, if I'm watching it, I'm watching Brett O, and then I'm like, you know, fast forwarding the shit out of the show, and, <laughs> yeah. You know, Sean getting Razor. to the main events, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But so. I guess
1: if you've never if you've never seen it before, I think it's I think it's a worthwhile watch. yeah guess. Like, oh yeah. I, I think it, it's totally is, and I and I think it would actually still be enjoyable. No, yeah, be honest I mean, you with honestly, if
3: you've never seen it before, but I mean, I've literally seen the ladder match like yeah, must yeah. be five five hundred times now like, <laughs> right. in my life, right? You know, like beat a tape trader. I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know.
2: Now, gentlemen, do we put WrestleMania seventeen into this discussion as a top to bottom show? Uh, I would. <laughs> yeah, it's
3: the greatest show of all time. So yeah, yeah, I just figured it was too obvious to bring up. To be honest, <laughs> right, but, especially <laughs> if your friend is an Attitude error baby. So I mean, like, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, and it's. If we were to recommend it to fans now, I I, I think it's it's probably the best. It's it's I guess the vision of WrestleMania is like I think that's like.
2: Immortals.
1: yeah, it's it's the peak, right? It it, it is. It's going to be very hard to top it. Yeah, it was so um, big. The
3: entire Attitude Era couldn't follow it. Like it was. was, They're just like, oh, that's it. Let's pack
1: it
2: in. (laughs) Let's go home.
1: Goodbye. This one. Yeah,
3: (laughs) that's a very,
2: very good way to look at it.
1: And if I was going to recommend a just another one as a package, that's um, I guess if you've been living under a rock in the last couple years, if you don't, if you haven't watched wrestling, yeah, I'm sure we don't have a lot of those fans. But if you also maybe you just got into wrestling recently and you're looking for retro stuff, that's technically retro, yeah. Uh, thirty, I like thirty. Yeah, thirty as a package to me, I think it's it's very. It's just a very well done show, and it's surprising to see how well done it is.
2: What do you because, think? What do you think, Scott? of thirty. Uh,
3: well, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, all those ones run together for me after time. Okay. So, like, that's is that, that's that's the Daniel Bryan show. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay, that was good. I mean, I mean, honestly, I only remember the Daniel Bryan stuff from it. But I, fair I, enough.
1: And I, I, I mean, yeah. if I if I was to make my case for it, Scott is just like it's got not only does it open with a hot match with Triple H versus Daniel Bryan, but uh-huh. it's got some feel-good moments in it, like when The Shield like just crushes all the old guys. The New Age Outlaws and Kane, I yeah, think. Yeah, right? it, 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 that's a great that moment. That was awesome.
2: They kill sure. him.
1: Right, and it's got Taker's loss
2: in it. Which is shocking, okay. if nothing else. Yeah. The match oh, sucks. Sure, okay. it yeah. just,
1: just, even if you know it happens, to see the crowd reaction is almost entertaining enough in itself. Right. Yeah. It's got a pretty good main event.
3: Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, for for me, if we're talking about the more modern ones, I find the the, the first Cena Rock show to be more memorable than mm. than thirty was. Uh, just overall, because you had like, uh, you know, obviously you had Cena against Rock, which is great. You had yep. uh, CM Punk against Chris Jericho, yep, which was also mm-hmm. you know like a really good match. Uh, you know, had the had one of the ladder match clusters in it that was yep uh, <laughs> yep. You know, it was really good. I mean, I don't know. I just I, I found it overall to be. If I'm comparing, I think that one I think sticks in my mind. A little bit more. Plus, I think the the set was a little bit better than the than WrestleMania thirty ones too. Just like it was, a, it's a memorable looking show with the, the sure. palm trees and all that kind of stuff. And uh, you know, I'm being that I'm, I'm I'm old now, and and you know, like I say it's just <laughs> yeah, the, you know, the modern shows. It just it's you know, kids these days with their WrestleManias and uh, it's just all. <laughs>
1: no, I'm with you, Scott. A lot oh, of them, a lot of them blend into me. Absolutely. The reason I actually said thirty is because it's one of the only modern ones that pops to me. Well, it's yeah. because
2: of Daniel Bryan, Quinn. Well,
1: I, not only that, I just think it's overall, I just... I, I've i seen it a couple times, and I it just... I love the card. The card is a good card. It's fun. It's just a good card. Like... Mm-hmm. Who's seen a fight at that? Is that a... Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Yeah. He beats mm-hmm. him, though. Yeah, he beats him. But again, it, it it's another just... I, if you haven't watched it before it's just it's a good
2: show you maybe you want to see Cena versus Bray Wyatt I don't know I would tell a casual fan to watch the first WrestleMania and they'll probably bore the shit out of them
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's no?
2: it, it it doesn't I don't think it holds up a- uh, especially for it, yeah you know what you're right Scott it, it doesn't hold up um it's less awkward than 2 <laughs> It's, it
3: certainly is less awkward than two, but I mean, like even even so, when you get to stuff like Brutus Beefcake against David Sammartino, oh, it's just like yeah. why why is this on yeah. This TV show? Yeah, you know, like, that, that is weird.
1: <laughs> you know, you know, if I was to if I was to throw an oddball out there, and I don't know, I you Uh-oh. guys you guys can just crap all over <laughs> okay. it if you want. Okay, but right. um, let's do that. I always found. WrestleMania 2000 just be just Ugh! so wacky uh, that it's that it's fun. I can't fun. stand that show. Like I, I I just love the hardcore battle royal. I so do like much. that. Like, I'll, I'll give you uh, that. And, and like just it, it's just so goofy. Like I don't it's like the, that it's, show. It, the Chester McCheeserton ten and all like God. it's just Ugh. so
2: silly. Isn't that, that the one where the only singles match is Terry versus the Cat? That is Probably. the one.
3: Yes. Yeah. Also, also it had a six-hour pregame show. Oh <laughs> well, like, yeah. Well, that, <laughs>
1: they haven't. I, I i still wish for they they had to uh save that somewhere because it's hilarious because <laughs> ivory ivory and the coach, in the coach yeah. yeah but I, I i'm only saying Ugh. it because i think if you if you're just looking for like a bunch of stupid fun Ugh, no for, for, for three hours it, it's just <laughs> goofy enough road.
3: You might you might as well recommend the Hey 15 then, and like you know the, 15. It's, it's, you know like it, if you, I guess I guess 15 could have have a recommendation as like the summation of everything wrong with the Vince Russo <laughs> yeah. where I put it in one show right like, yeah you know, right it's if, like it's I, like, I think, well Billy Gunn's you know going for the Intercontinental title the Road Dogs go for the Hardcore yeah, title. what was people the... expect that so let's switch it around yeah. you know, like
1: I, did, I think 15's more the negative I think 2000's more the completely out there weird one and and 17's like hey let's bring all the better stuff together you know okay, what I mean, it's like fine. they almost like figured that out right. well then,
2: well, then speaking suppose, of, yeah speaking of the attitude era then what do you folks think of 14 does that hold up does it hold up i
3: don't i mean it was it was a good yeah. show i mean i i like it less every time i watch it but i mean <laughs> yeah. like i remember yeah, the I mean, dumpster I, match being fun yeah, the dumpster match was good. I mean, there was, was nothing on the show that I considered bad outside of maybe the Undertaker Kane match. But even then, it was just, you know, mm. it was Undertaker Kane, right? It wasn't like yeah. egregiously terrible or anything like <laughs> right. that. But I mean, like the Sable yeah. match was was quite was good fun. for, for yeah. somebody. It was fun. Yeah, it was, no, it was, 14 was good overall. I think yeah. one that's really underrated, I think, is WrestleMania 19. You know um, what? I, I, I agree. Like it doesn't get enough love.
2: That's that's a good point, Scott. Quinn and I were talking about nineteen. I feel like the other day. Yeah, I, the,
3: thing, the, a, the thing with nineteen is that uh, it was it was such a failure that Vince McMahon really has erased it from from history. Essentially, like Vince just hated that show, really? and it was such a bomb that I think that yeah, it just uh, it just it just suffered from uh, from you know being nobody talks about it anymore because Vince doesn't like it, so it, it doesn't exist.
1: Wow, that's interesting. I never knew that he had a dislike for it. I just kind of figured it,
2: it's a weird transition period era. Oh yeah, because like, it's, it's definitely post Attitude, right. obviously, yeah. but it's pre Cena. And I think yeah. there's
3: a really, really historic thing in it too. I mean, like uh, I think you know, the first time The Rock ever beats Steve Austin, yep. right? Like that was that was huge. And it's you the know, the end was, of that Steve was that Austin too. The end of Steve Austin. I mean, like you know, that was. I, I actually I have gone back and watched that show for fun a couple of times. Yeah, it was. Uh, I I think the show holds up there's a really good Matt Hardy, Ray Mysterio match on it that I think is, is you know, worth watching for, 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 you know, people who are just looking for that, you know, like sure. cruiserweight style. Yeah. You know, and classic. It's, Maybe not a classic or anything like that, but I mean, you know, it's a decent match. That, it's a really visually interesting one as well. Safeco like Field, wave, yeah. Yeah. Safeco Field, you know, which they've never gone back to again because, again, Vince hated it. So like, it's, uh, <laughs>
2: well, it's like dark for part of it. It's weird.
1: The lights yeah. go
3: out during.
2: Mm-hmm a very underrated and underappreciated Shawn Michaels Chris mm-hmm. Jericho match
3: that's another good match too that's right yes. yeah. yeah
1: it's a decent Wrestlemania it, and is. I, it does get overlooked and this is gonna sound really stupid but I, I think one of the reasons I just didn't watch it as much is because it was the first Wrestlemania I had on DVD rather than VHS <laughs> I, this is gonna sound really <laughs> stupid, but like it, it, it's true. Like I would just it would be sitting amongst all my VHS tapes at the time of when that like transition was happening, and then like it somehow got lost in like the bin of my VHS tapes, so mm. I just never really touched it. Like, uh, Quinn only. Well, yeah. you know,
3: this is this WrestleMania 19. Also, I don't I don't know if you guys remember when when they were first releasing the DVDs uh, in that year. It was, it was 2003. All of the DVDs for 2003. If you put them together on the bookshelf, yes. it, it formed like a picture, right? Yeah, so, well, yeah that was, no. that's that's why I remember WrestleMania IT, because it also it, it's like. It, it threw off my collection, too, because I had all the WrestleManias in a row in there, right? But 19 I had to put with the other ones, because it was uh, right. It, it yes. formed the picture with the other ones, right? So yeah, it was, a, it it, was an it, outlier in that one. That yeah,
1: it, it actually is kind of funny to think. I'm glad you kind of noted that, Scott, because like, I it is part of that DVD transition for some weird reason. Like, it, it just would sit on my shelf by itself away from all my VHS tapes, and I'd just be like,
2: I don't know what to do with this show. Like, I think no one does, yeah. because you're right. No one ever talks about nineteen. I mean, if nothing else, I'm not saying it was good. It had Vince McMahon against Hulk Hogan. It's yeah, weird, which should, exactly. on paper, be like a big okay. deal. I guess yeah, it was like, okay, right? Yeah. I mean, Hogan went over as he should have. It, yeah. it had
3: Roddy, you know, Roddy Piper getting involved in a <laughs> surprise yeah. and everything like that. Yeah, no, it was it was okay.
2: Brock Lesnar almost broke his neck. Or did Brock Lesnar almost neck. broke his neck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, but no, yeah. it was a good
3: match. That was a good underrated feud with Kurt Angle too that mm-hmm. he had. Like, it yeah. Was, yeah. And they
2: they had, the, show. they had the respect hug at the end or something, right? Didn't they? Uh, I believe so. Am I wrong? I, I thought oh, there's really? a hug. Maybe that's off camera. I've seen a clip. I've though, seen the clip too. I, Angle I hugging Lesnar after the match, but maybe it's no, maybe maybe it wasn't filmed. I don't know. Well,
3: their their feud continued on for a while after that, didn't it?
2: So yeah, I think it did. It did. Maybe it was yeah. one of those things where it was like they the, thought he was hurt. The mutual yeah. respect, yeah. and then they moved on. Um, you know. <laughs> I want to switch gears just slightly here to wrap up these these last few minutes of the show. Okay. WrestleMania, for all of its good moments, mm-hmm. has also had some stinkers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And, <laughs> and I would say, as much as I hate to admit it, the most like frowned upon WrestleMania that I hear of is WrestleMania nine and what? <laughs> Quinn that is a hot take. <laughs> yeah. Now, Quinn, I, you and I, I think have already discussed this. Yeah, Scott is is nine the worst, and if it's not, what is the
3: worst WrestleMania in your opinion? Uh, my opinion has since been swayed over the years. I used to champion nine as the worst, <laughs> but since then, uh, I am all in with WrestleMania eleven. Now yes. I am just. Thank I, you. I'm, am, I'm not I am gonna... all about that show as the, yeah. the biggest piece of shit in WrestleMania history. Yeah. It, I agree. It's pretty
1: garbage. It, um it is. WrestleMania
3: nine was at least memorable. You know, that's that's the one thing I will give it. It was terrible, but they were they were swinging <laughs> for the fences and uh, you know? And, you know what? But WrestleMania eleven it was just like, uh okay, well, we'll go out there and we'll, you know, have WrestleMania- Bret Hart against Bob Backlund. Yeah. Then, uh, WrestleMania you know, like, eleven whatever. <laughs> WrestleMania
1: eleven, I'm gonna say, is like it, it feels like it's like oh, wait, it's time for Wrestlemania? Yeah, like,
2: yeah, it's exactly.
1: just, a, It's like, we we thought we were going to film Superstars today or something. Yeah,
3: like, is
2: the Hartford Civic Center
3: available. we need going to do we're Wrestlemania. We're going to do a Wrestlemania in Hartford. Like, yeah. who yeah. the fuck? Like, you
2: know, like, yeah, that, like, who yeah. are they going to attract to Hartford for celebrities? Yeah. You know? like, All right, we only live about two hours from Hartford. <laughs> I ain't going there for anything, let me yeah. tell you.
1: <laughs> no way. You wouldn't even go there for Wrestlemania? No! <laughs>
2: At Hartford? Have you ever driven in Connecticut? Yeah, <laughs> sucks. It does suck. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, you know what, Scott? I have always said that nine's not the worst, and I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it's it's really really good. Yeah. I just don't I don't think it's the worst. I guess
1: my only my only like comparable argument just just for the sake what, of it with, with nine is nine just. To 11's to point, it just about environment... 11 blows. I really... <laughs> I know a lot of people love that that whole Coliseum thing. Yeah, it's However, interesting. However, wait, 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 Okay. Y- you you kind of rag on 11 for looking small and, like, because it's just the Hartford Civic Quinn, Center or whatever. They should have filmed it here. But 9 looks literally like the tiniest WrestleMania I've
2: ever seen. No way. Well,
3: it was literally in the parking lot of the place. It was. Yeah. I mean, I can it was <laughs> I mean, so i can understand that a little bit You're but right. I mean, again at least it's visually interesting i will i'll say and again this is not a not a ringing endorsement of it i mean like you know it's it's way down the bottom of the list but i mean if we're comparing them i mean i yeah i think i i just think at least it has has something going for it where you can look at it and be like okay well jim ross is in a toga this is wrestlemania 9 we're seeing. <laughs> but i mean wrestlemania 11 it's like it's like well am i Am I watching a WrestleMania? Am I watching <laughs> yeah. the Coliseum video from the time? Yeah, like, <laughs> what, what am I watching here? Right? I could
2: be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that <laughs> Lawrence Taylor Quinn and Bam Bam, you picked as I, one of the worst I put it events. in the Rushmore of worst WrestleMania main events. Yeah, I agree. Mm. And it, not
1: as a wrestling but match. Not you, as a wrestling however, match. However, you did also agree that that Brett Yoko was pretty awful. No,
2: no, no. Hogan's involvement. Brett Yoko
3: is pretty decent. For what? It, Scott. Prairie Yoko was decent. I got to say, oh, yeah, I'm a Lawrence Taylor thing. I was raging about this. And when I was when I was going back and doing the raw reviews at the time, uh, as a fan, Lawrence Taylor doesn't mean shit to me. because I don't watch football. <laughs> right. And I live in Canada. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, what do we care about Lawrence Taylor? You know, well, he like, was my
2: favorite football player. Yeah, but you're from New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. he was on the Giants. So yeah, <laughs> well, Scott, what if it Scott? What if it was you're, Doug you're Flutie? Canada, man,
3: nothing. What if it was Doug Flutie? Oh yeah, no, hey, that would be that. That might be something then. Absolutely, no. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, but but <laughs> but just but you're what, right though. You're right. The the guy in California doesn't care about Lawrence Taylor.
3: Really? Right. That's right. Exactly.
1: I just one thing I actually want to ask you, Scott. We had talked about this about how I feel like Brett in no way possible should have lost to Yokozuna at that WrestleMania nine. Do you, th- do you agree? Like, I think that's like one of the biggest blunders. Like I, 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 if Brett had not shown up at King of the Ring and done what he did, I, I really would have taken him down as a main event star.
3: Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, obviously they, they, you know, historically they, sh- they should have went with Brett and I think in WrestleMania 10 shows that, that, you know, there's Vince realizing that, yeah, okay, yeah, we, we should have, we should have stuck with Brett all along basically. Right. That's yeah. what he was kinda of saying there. I mean, you know, like Yoko was kinda of like after years of the babyface champion, then suddenly Vince got into his mind that, oh, you know, people want to see you know the Heel champion and the babyface chasing. Right. And yada yada. But uh yeah, 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 I just I just don't think it worked. I think it was the wrong time for it. Uh, yeah, I think. yeah Yeah. (laughs) exactly and then
2: hogan yeah the the douchiest version of WWF hogan ever Mm -hmm. and the black guy just makes him look so stupid too like when he's Mm -hmm. like rubbing his chin holding Uh, the belt yeah Uh. i just want to punch him in the little hulkamaniac well
1: all i think of when i see that hogan is the the one giving thumbs up signing a wcw contract
2: with yeah it's that hogan exactly Bullshit. Never defends a title. Yeah. Until King of the Ring. Not that he yeah. really defended the title before. Hey, on the main event. Sure. Yeah. But I'm saying it,
1: by that point when he was championed by you know 91, he wasn't really doing anything.
3: Yeah, oh, no, yeah. That's true. Mean, like by 93-2, it was clearly it was done. It was over for him. Yeah. I mean, he came out there. He wasn't doing the steroids anymore. And it's just no. like he looked like you looked like another guy, right? And fans yeah. were clearly not into the whole idea. Yeah. No. Um, it was really sad.
2: It was sad. Um, So I will agree that um, 11 is is definitely probably at the bottom of my list. It always has been. But I want to throw another one at you gentlemen. Okay. Uh, WrestleMania 2 is pretty shitty. No? Yes. Yeah. It's another bad one. Because (sighs) Mm -hmm. first of all, it's awkward.
1: (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Very awkward. They try to do the Starcade thing with the multiple locations, yeah. and it yeah. didn't work for Starcade. I don't think it was going to work for them, and it didn't. Well, I mean, if Susan St.
2: James can't see the show, oh George, yeah. George, what a weird show that is. Just <sighs> yeah. aesthetically, the match is. I mean, what's the best match? Are the Bulldogs against the Dream yeah, Team, probably, That's probably. Yeah, the Bulldogs best match. Dream
3: Team. Yeah, I, I think I find I find the Funks against uh, Tito Santana and JYD kind underrated actually, well. yeah I mean, you're yeah, right. It's good. You're right. That's good. Yeah, but um, like everything else, my God, they were cutting down like, like, like the Mula match got cut down to literally like what, like one minute long or something yeah, crazy yeah. like that. It's just like the time management was terrible on there, and and like it, the poor people who were like who, who were at the other locations for having to sit through like the you know like the the the, the closed circuit showings and stuff. And, oh, it was why would you want to pay tickets to... to you know, to go see that, and then you have to sit and watch a movie screen for, like, you know, an hour and a half. Whatever, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. It's... Just, it's What a weird concept. Not to mention the Elvira flipping out about blood, even though she's the mist- mistress. Yeah. I always bring that up.
2: Yeah, and you yeah. know what? If it wasn't for Brett versus Steve Austin, 13 is another candidate for one of the worst, I think. Brett Yeah, Austin mm. is the <laughs> only thing that's, that saved that show as far as I'm concerned, because... It's in the Rosemont Horizon, but, Quinn, it's like you said, where they're like, oh, it's time for WrestleMania let's yeah. do it at this sh- arena here, you know? It, oh, yeah.
3: It, that show very much felt like just another pay-per-view in, this, oh, in the cycle, absolutely.
2: The Sultan versus The Rock, you know? Sultan I Sultan versus I, The Rock, yes. yeah,
1: and, and that Ahmed Johnson with the Legion of Doom thing. Yeah, no one cared yeah, anymore. That was, everyone's like, what? like <laughs> what? Yeah, that card is, like, the worst thing ever. Undertaker Sid? I actually, <laughs> I actually, even though that is a one-match card, yeah. I think it's the most, like, insufferable WrestleMania card. It's pretty hard to watch. Like, so is Eleven. Yeah, but I I actually always found thirteen to be more of a drag than eleven. At least at least eleven, there's consistency in its crappiness. Yeah. It's like thirteen is just down in the dumps. Like it should just like every match looks like it belongs on Superstars on <laughs> you know Sunday <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Sunday Superstars.
3: <laughs> thirteen, I don't even watch. I, like, I, yeah, I watch yeah. you know, one match obviously, but yeah, the rest of it, yeah, it's just not That's what yeah. so I can't go back and do it again.
2: Yeah, and nor do I blame you. I also uh, think fifteen. 15 is very hard to watch for me looking back and mm-hmm. i don't like
3: watching 15 at all because the 15 is not it's not tough to watch I, I find it's okay to watch but it's just yeah. such a car wreck yeah like uh, you know so the, it has it has that to it i guess like I don't, I don't find it difficult to watch i just hate watching it while i'm doing it i guess be <laughs> yeah because to...
2: right. yeah, i mean even the main event rock Austin, like i could take that or leave that they've had better matches after that so it's not like the climax of their feud you know yeah exactly Rock, yeah, it's just like a whatever Rock Austin match but I you know the thing about Wrestlemania is this and this is the thing that pisses me off to close here as much as I can sit here and complain about how it's not the way it used to be as much as I can say they should be doing this why aren't they doing this I miss Gorilla Monsoon you know mm-hmm. <laughs> why well, don't they do this guess who is watching fucking Wrestlemania on Sunday us <laughs> yes <laughs> and that is the problem because no matter what i always watch wrestlemania
1: i i agree i'm the same exact way i don't know why i do this to myself and you know by the end of the by the end of the show usually every year i want to nowadays every year yeah. i want to say like i'm never watching the wwe <laughs> ever again and you know then you know wrestlemania comes up
2: or royal rumble yep. starts to come up yep. and you're like oh you know. and that's why you have to be grudgingly reluctantly Give credit to Vince McMahon for making the WrestleMania name what it is. Because if this was just another pay per view, I ain't watching it. But no. it's WrestleMania. Yeah. What do you think, Scott? Mm-hmm. It still
3: yeah, has the name. I mean, I, I mean, I, I do them all now because you know it's my deal. But yeah. I mean, like. Can I sit down and watch six hours of Wrestlemania On Sunday? I yeah. don't know But yeah. I'm going to try I guess Hopefully My laptop battery doesn't die on me <laughs> <laughs>
2: Exactly you know what That's the tagline for this year's Wrestlemania Hopefully your laptop battery Doesn't die and <laughs> Folks with that it's time to wrap up our Show we want to thank you so much Scott For being with us it's been great as always You're very welcome All Thank right. you so much Scott folks thank you so much For being with us and we will of course See you Monday for episode Number 25. Yes. Of our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. In the meantime, be sure to check us out on the Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can email us at OVP at gmail.com. That is OVP Podcast at gmail.com. And Quinn, they can check us out where? OVP Podcast.com, I understand? Yeah, the OVP and website. And, and, and YouTube? And
1: YouTube and iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, yep. all the stuff.
2: Oh, and leave us an iTunes review, folks, if you like us, because we would like that. Yes. All right. Well folks, for uh Michael Quinn and Scott Keith, I am Joe Morata. Have a very happy WrestleMania. We will see you on Monday. See ya. See you later.
0: Gene, it is a absolutely incredible experience for me. You know, I've had all of the guys on the show at one time, all of the WWF superstars. I've had a Hulka. Hulkamania lives, you know, mm-hmm. the Hulk himself. I've had Macho King. Yeah, yeah. I mean I've had them all on the show. And they're the greatest. But now I'm a guest on their show, and I'm having a terrific time out there just hanging around with the guys, talking it over. Except for one guy who I can't get close to. Wh- who is that? Well, he scares me a little bit. Really. Earthquake. Earthquake. So big, Gene. I mean, it's, he's awesome. The other night, they tell me on Hollywood Boulevard, he tipped over a Pizza Hut delivery truck and ate everything inside. Now, that makes me nervous, Gene. It really does. Regis? Yes, Gene.
2: Will you, Will you stop, stop. stop, stop.